Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Military families are not like your traditional family. They are strong, brave, resilient, and some of the most incredible people I know. My name is Gracie, a U.S. Army brat, and I am your host. I am honored to be able to give military family members like myself a place for them to share their stories and experiences in the military life. Stay tuned for this week's guest. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a new episode of Grace of a Military Child in Life. Today, I'm super excited. I am here with Megan, who is both a military brat and a military spouse, which is super cool. So Megan, welcome to the podcast. How's it going? Thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, super cool is one way to put it. (laughs) It was not an intentional plan of mine, believe it or not. Yeah, some Uh, people intentionally plan it to be that way. Some people don't. Some are just, you know, coasting along. I -hmm. didn't plan for it to happen. And then I'm like, oh, I wouldn't be disappointed. Like, I'd love for it to happen. So (laughs) You're gunning for it. I was like, Uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. (laughs) And then, of course, as soon as you tell God that, like, your plans, he just laughs and you do. It goes the other way. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, And then I also, I think part of me would have been a little shell-shocked like yeah. going into a different life. You right. know, I, I literally don't know anything about regular insurance, buying a house regularly. Like I don't know anything outside of the military, literally. So uh, it has been kind of nice in that regard. I guess stable is like a funny word because there's really nothing stable about the military lifestyle. It's so unstable. stable in the sense that it's the only thing I know. So yeah. I was like, well, I'm not having to learn a whole different world I guess (laughs) yeah because like civilian lifestyle is so different than what you're used to in the military life and you know you're used to moving around you're used to those crazy not normal things that you tell a civilian that you think is normal they're gonna be like you're crazy like you're you're (laughs) listening to you're used to that crazy life yeah, exactly. I mean, the longest I've lived somewhere is four years and it was college. It was because yeah. I was in college. And that was the only four years where I wasn't actually attached to the military. It was like the four years where my dad was retired and I hadn't yet met my now husband. And it was like, okay, but everybody that goes to college doesn't move somewhere for four years. You know, like it wasn't yeah. anything <laughs> abnormal or special. Um, and then I jumped right back in with my husband. So I crave the ability to put down roots and look to like call a place a home and the place we're at right now. I just, we love so much and we have like such a good community here. And it's one of those places where you have connections that you wouldn't have otherwise without having lived somewhere long enough. And the two places that we were stationed prior, we were there for less than two years, both times. And so we were never there long enough to, you know, establish any serious community, which sucks. And so now that we finally have here, we're like, oh, wait, so is this what like everybody like Everybody else does this all the time. We're not on a military base. We're an hour away from a military base. We're not technically associated with a military base right now, given the military route that we're going for my husband's education. But it's kind of nice because it's like, oh, this is like a a little taste test of what life (laughs) could look like. And I'm like, darn, I kind of might want that someday. (laughs) Yeah. But then it'll be that, that shock of going into it of like, okay, well, what do I do now? 
I know. Or like you're telling me I can like do things to this home and know that <laughs> it's forever. Like I can paint the walls. I can, I can put holes the in them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I don't have to paint them back to white in a couple of years. Like, wow, that's super cool. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And those are crazy things that we can't do. And we just, we're used to white walls and then right. you talk it's to stucco. other people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you talk to other people and they're like, well, what, what do you do? I mean, we're in our, like, we've been here for nine years in this home. So like we've been able to paint walls yeah. and stuff, yeah. which is fun. Um, But yeah, in Texas, when we were stationed there, it was the white walls and you know, you, you make white walls at home. (laughs) My, my dad would get onto me all the time because I would want to put like, I would want to put holes in the wall. I would want to hang up my things and make it feel like a home. And he would get onto me all the time because he's like, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. We're going to have to fill it back up later. So it was always like putty command strips, like whatever you could like get away with that hopefully wouldn't mess up the paint. Oh, yeah. Command strips were like the best invention ever. Everything was hung up by those. And if you couldn't hang it up by command strips, it probably was not getting hung up. Yep, that's true. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Yeah, it's the little uh, like nuances of the military life, like living in a home that is not yours is just it's wild to think about and to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know if I would ever we've we've lived off off base we've lived on base and we currently right now we own the home that we're living in um and i don't know if i would choose as a spouse to live on base again unless <laughs> this is like the one exception <laughs> unless we get stationed back in san diego at pendleton mm-hmm. because you don't have to um choose between like the beach and a trailer home or a decent home 40 minutes away from the base (laughs) it's like the base is on the ocean so if you live in base housing you're on the ocean and I'm like okay that that would suffice that sounds fair (laughs) yeah I can deal with that yeah exactly (laughs) but otherwise it's just a weird it's just weird it feels like you're in a different world when you live on base like it's it's (laughs) I grew up reading the Hunger Games and I, this maybe not isn't a good analogy. I don't know. But it makes me think like we are our, we are our own people with our own like yeah. culture and we're just disconnected. And it's just, I don't know. It feels weird to me. <laughs> no, I totally get that because you even you talk to people and it's, it's literally like a whole other aspect of life. Like yeah. You put kids in civilian schools. I don't know if you ever went to a civilian school, but and I was homeschooled you... my whole life. Oh, yeah. okay. So yeah, you put kids military kids in a civilian school. It's like, I don't even know what to do now. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. because you're gonna you know you're gonna be moving. Everyone else knows you're gonna be moving. So mm-hmm. it's like you're singled out. Um it's like, do we even become friends with this person? Because that's exactly what like, it is. She's leaving. Yeah, <laughs> and then you have the same thought too. Right. It's like, why do I even try? Because I'm going to leave soon. Yeah. And it's just depressing. It is. I, people tell me that and I read about it all the time. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah, I can't imagine. I think, I think that is part of why that is one of the many reasons that led my parents to homeschooling was because it was one less big transition every single time we moved. I mean, by the time I was 17, we had moved 10 times. 
Wow. So that's a lot of times to change schools. Yeah. And I'm the oldest of five. So that's a lot of children <laughs> to have go through that big transition and those emotions every single time. Um, and so I think homeschooling helped curb that a bit. But I did go to high school, public high school, and we were there for three years. And so we had to move senior year and it was the oh worst God thing ever I kicked and screamed the whole way out I mean I literally googled emancipation I was like how do I I finesse this and how do I stay um because we were supposed to retire there that was like the whole like this is the last move so this was it was it was random it felt random to me at the time as of what like 16 year old that we were having to leave and so then that whole transition that was the first time I'd had to transition from one school to another and I was like this is terrible. Yeah. And now that I'm a mom to kids who are going to be military brats, I'm like, I just, I'm not looking forward to it. My oldest is only three right now. So I have a little bit more time. We do plan on homeschooling at least through elementary school. So that helps a little bit, but I'm like, that's got to be one of the worst things is dealing with the kids going through those moves all the time. So Yeah. I, it's so crazy because so many people I talk to, it's, you move during your senior year. That's yes. Like the I'm move. like, what is this? How does it happen like that? Literally, <laughs> everyone says I moved during my senior year. And really, that's the worst okay. Time to move. It is the worst time to move because you spent the past three years like building up for all these things. Like you're finally going to be captain of the varsity soccer team. You're finally going to be editor of the yearbook. You're yep. like had all these friends. You're going to senior ball. They have all the senior activities. Like you live all the first three years of high school for the final year of high school, Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's so all it was. Yeah. It was really bad. <laughs> Praise God. I did not resort to drugs or alcohol or anything else, but I can't even blame the kids that do because oh it was horrible. Gosh. Yeah. Everyone. It's so crazy because you can't necessarily plan your moves. You move every two to three mm-hmm. years. It's not like you get handed orders saying, hey, you have a child who is being a senior this year. You're moving. Like, But right, it always right. seems but to happen happens. that way. Yep. Yep. I don't know. It's just some sick joke. It really <laughs> is. There's got to be some underlying to it or something. It's it's insane the way that that really happens. Yeah. Yeah. Good to know there's more people out there that went through it. <laughs> Solidarity. <laughs> yeah. There's a couple of people who have done overseas moves during mm. their senior year too. So I'm like, that was almost us. We were supposed to go to Naples, Italy, which we had lived in Germany prior. And yeah. I loved living in Germany. And so we had lived in Germany. Then we moved to California, went to high school for three years. And then we were like, they're like, you're moving. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and the top contender at the time, I think was Naples, Italy. And wow. so part of me was like, okay, well, if I am going to move senior year, at least it's to Italy. Right. You know? <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to tour colleges. I don't know how I'm going to make that work, but I, Italy might not be so bad. And then it ended up being Alabama. And I was like, okay, <laughs> this isn't even on the same playing field. Like, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, so. I go to the University of Alabama now, so I do. Oh, do to you Alabama. really? I we do. need to get off this call right now. We go to Auburn. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we are not friends. 
<laughs> no, those are big rivals. <laughs> yeah. 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 I do grad school there. So it's okay. been really fun. I haven't been. I want to go to a game this season. Um, we uh, went to the Iron Bowl the first year we lived here. And it was oh. the one that we were, I don't know if you keep up with it at all, but we were yeah. winning the whole game until the very last minutes and it went into overtime and most expensive wow. tickets I've ever bought for a sporting event, but it was so worth it. Oh <laughs> so my gosh. Yes. Go. <laughs> we did the orange bowl in okay. 2016, maybe it was Alabama versus Oklahoma okay. and Alabama was completely winning the entire game. But it was oh, no. so much fun to just okay. go and experience it. Yeah. And um, they did end up winning. But <laughs> good, good. Okay. I was like, um, oh, no. What happened? Um, we left during like the third quarter because we were like, there is no way Oklahoma's coming back and winning this. Um, <laughs> and we will avoid the traffic <laughs> leaving the stadium. True. True. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. I, I cannot... hope you get to go. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I. It's like a 12-hour drive. So Ooh. I'm trying to pick a date. That is a drive. long drive. Okay. Yeah. To go to a football game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be worth it though. Yeah. They're always super fun. Yeah. Especially because my undergrad did not have a football team. What was your undergrad? So, Florida Gulf Coast University. I They're can't say I've ever heard of them. Yeah. Okay. They're basketball. Um, so... March Madness is their thing. But otherwise, you don't really hear about them. Actually, I hate to say this, but you probably will hear about them. They'll probably make national news because we just unfortunately had a student drown in the lake. Oh, geez. Um, So that literally happened today. Oh, wow. Or it happened last night to this morning. So you might hear about them, but not for a good reason. Yeah, that sucks. So, yeah, very unfortunate. but. Yeah, it's a small school. It's built. Okay. But oh geez. Hopefully we'll get a football team at some point, but I'll be a Bama fan at heart for the <laughs> rest of time. So it's it's great though. I love sports, so why not? Yeah, I mean if there's one thing the South does well, it's football games. So oh my I'll give them that. Yes. Otherwise, I don't <laughs> I don't think the South does much. Oh well, barbecue. They do barbecue really well. They do um, freedom and patriotism really well. Yes. (laughs) You know, most people, yeah, we noticed when we moved here, um, my husband will mention, somehow it'll get out that he has a wife and two kids. He's going to college at Auburn. And it'll get out in his classes that he has a wife and kids and all this stuff. And back in California and even in New Mexico where we lived prior, the response to that would have been 50-50, like, good for you, and 50-50, like, oh, man, you're really tied down. That sucks. And here, oh my God. it's like 100%, like, oh, man, that's so awesome. That's exactly what I want in life. Like, that's so cool. And so it's just really neat to feel like, huh, comrades, like, yeah. okay. like we oh all have God. the same, um, you know, goals in life and mentality around family and all this stuff. But I will say it's not much of a melting pot. So like if you want to have open discussions or not get stared at for, you know, I don't know, 
just having a different sense of fashion or something like yeah south probably isn't your place to go <laughs> maybe no. try california or something <laughs> new york like yes um, the south is not a very pot. very its own yes own you're born here yes. raised here die here like that is the south for sure yeah i love that you know certain aspects of the south but otherwise it's like it's a little too much sometimes. You're like, I've seen other places. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> exactly. Like, uh, so many different things. Like, just the North versus the South. And then, you know, Texas South versus Florida South yes, is... that is different, So too. different. There's... And I love that, like, you know, getting to experience all of that. But sometimes it's just... It can get rough. Well, it's kind of nice that as military brats, you have the opportunity to, like, taste test all over <laughs> and then figure out we're like mm, where would I want to retire one day yeah um, and now my husband and I get to continue to taste tests for the next you know 10 years or whatever it is until we finally decide where we want to retire however it does suck because most of the places where we think we would maybe like to retire are places that we will likely never get stationed at <laughs> so, <laughs> so we'll have to book our own tickets to go check it out and see if that's really somewhere we'd like to retire yeah um but you can cross places off the list pretty easily oh, pretty yeah. quickly you know yeah. as you get stationed around yeah it's great and like you said taste testing and like you I mean I automatically think of food but like each <laughs> place has good food too like it has its own little perks in Ohio you can get like everything like good Italian you can get good um like almost anything really yeah (laughs) there's you have you definitely have more options anywhere else um the south it's kind of like do you want KFC or Popeyes which fried chicken (laughs) would you prefer like it's very um not a lot of great options california was their favorite place as far as food like fresh food yeah um new mexico if you like mexican you like green chili that's the place to go i don't Mm. so i could care less (laughs) (laughs) um growing up in texas made me love mexican food so i only like mexican food if i can have a margarita and (laughs) currently i'm pregnant like every other year so i can't have a a whole ton of margaritas yeah (laughs) No, uh, it's, I love Mexican food. Florida doesn't really, you think of Florida, you think of seafood, but then it's like, there's not too much seafood, it seems. And when you want seafood, it's like, well, where do you go? And then so many places were on the water and then ended up getting destroyed by the hurricane. So it's like, Mm -hmm. well, what do we do now? And so it's like fast food and Everywhere closes at an insanely early hour because of snowbirds, our our major population. So they're not out late. So yeah, like 10 o'clock rolls around and we're like, all right, well, we need food. Like, what are we going to eat? Even 9, 9 o'clock. And it's like, well, where's even open? (laughs) So between those hours where it's like, you know. I mean, I used to dance, and so I would get out of dance at 8.45 at night. Mm-hmm. And, then, and you'd be hungry. Exactly. And there's nowhere to go at that hour unless <laughs> you want fast food. McD's. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's five minutes up the street from us. So. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah. There's limited options. 
there are that yeah there are and it's unfortunate because there could be some really good food yeah (laughs) yeah there's so many different you know aspects of living in each place that you love and you find out and you like scenery and food and Mm -hmm. you know you but you get to explore like different areas like we were saying earlier like mountains are incredible because you get to see those in different places of the world and up north is where you find the mountains you don't really find them (laughs) down south no that is true but I think that was why at the moment um my husband and I's favorite place collectively mm-hmm. that we've lived is um Pendleton and San Diego because you drive what like two hours to Big Bear and there's mountains but then you're also right on the beach so it's like the best of both worlds yeah and then there's no humidity but it's just the little bit of like the perfect amount of humidity from the ocean but it's not even close to Florida oh, <laughs> Florida yeah. ocean humidity I mean <laughs> we moved to Alabama we were like oh we're gonna go beach and so we went to orange beach alabama and we went in august which i guess is a horrible time to decide to go to the beaches we didn't know that we thought it's a great <laughs> time you go to the beach in the summer right that's right. what we thought um and we are sweating mm-hmm. and the white soft sand is sticking to us everywhere yeah <laughs> we're like we need to get in the ocean right now we get in the ocean and it feels like a bathtub Mm-hmm. And we were like, oh, wait, yeah. wait, what is happening? And there were <laughs> jellyfish everywhere. Oh like, my god! This is not what. W- this is not the same ocean that we know. No, <laughs> not it. No. Um, and so even things like that, it's just so interesting because you think it's it's one way and it's totally not. So it definitely gives you um, you become cultured very quickly. You also maybe become a bit more. <laughs> picky or privileged because you have so many things to pick and pull from. I mean, for goodness sakes, I lived in Germany for three years as a kid. I lived in Alaska for three years as a kid. And so I just, there's things that I pull from each of those places that I'm like, yeah, I missed that. Or I liked that. Or, you know, I don't know. Anytime I live somewhere, it feels like it's never enough because I'm pulling all these other things from other places too. Yeah. (laughs) Can we put them all together? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Because you can't, you know, drive a couple minutes down the road and see a castle here. You can't go outside and see the Northern Lights, you know, many places (laughs) in the lower 48. So there's definitely pros it's kind of crazy that you say you still love the snow though after being in Alaska oh my gosh I would think people hate it oh my gosh I could never I could never retire in Alaska if there was a marine base so my dad was air force my husband's marines I'm coming to find out that the air force have a air force and the army have a lot more cooler options as far as stations than the Marines. The Marines are yep. very limited. And I'm like, dang it. <laughs> Go to Okinawa. Try and get I know. Okinawa. I'm like, I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I've heard good things about it from people. I've heard horrible things about it. And then if the yeah. world continues to go up and down psycho whenever it wants, I don't really yep. want to be in Okinawa when that happens. I do not blame you. <laughs> but um, living in Alaska, six months of the year is literally sunshine and light. Six months is dark. And the snow is like insane. Um, So it was cool to live there, but it is very extreme. And I couldn't, I could not retire there. If they wanted to station us there, I'm sure we'd take them up on it. Because why the heck not? Right. Um, But it's nice to know that you do have an end date. 
you know, if they yeah. do station us there, it's like, okay, whatever we can do three years. Um, but yeah, I think I just, I'm a firm believer that Christmas should have snow. Yes. So <laughs> even if Alaska was extreme as it was, and you're trying to push your grocery cart to your car and there's wind and snow blowing against you and you're all huddling and holding onto each other so you don't fly away. I still can't hate snow because I think every Christmas should have snow. So yeah, yeah, you still get, you know, snow. And I've seen so many people stationed there and posting on Instagram, like having a moose in your front yard. And, oh, yeah. You know, yep. cool things like that where it's like, OK, well, Wild. let's not go out in the front yard right now, mm-hmm. but let's stand at the front window and I just know. admire this. There was a time when my younger sister and our neighborhood kid friend, they were in the sandbox and it's a couple feet away from the driveway. And my dad was under the car in the driveway and the neighborhood kid goes, uh, Mr. Aaron, he goes, yeah. And my dad's under the car. He's not aware of what's going on. He goes, there's a moose. And there was a moose in between my dad under the car and my younger sister and the little neighborhood boy. <laughs> and he's like, nobody move. Y'all just stay there. It, it, she'll walk away. And it's it was a mom. She had babies. She was very familiar with her neighborhood. We were all very familiar with her. But it was it's one of those things where it's like, this is wild. Like yeah. this animal could literally trample and kill me right now if I don't do the right thing. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, our dog got out at one point and started chasing the moose and like they kind of got into like a a face off and I was oh like our dog's dying. Our dog is yeah. dying today in this. This is fight. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. Like you don't hear that from no. you know random places. There's uh, nowhere else that that would happen. <laughs> no. You know, I was in Ohio and it was cool to see the deer, you mm-hmm. know, walking down the street and around the neighborhoods, but Yeah. I yeah. cannot. A moose is a lot larger than a deer. Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. And and you don't you don't realize how much larger because we drove through Canada to Alaska. Mm-hmm. We we drove ourselves there and so as we're driving, we're seeing deer and we're seeing elk and we're like elk moose we we immediately thought those were the moose moose. and then we found out what a what a real moose actually looked like and we were like holy mess yeah (laughs) oh my gosh so yeah it's very scary and if you've ever seen one like run like at full speed so scary (laughs) oh they're very cool but i mean there was our neighbor had one get stuck in her window like break through the window and then get stuck wow. so there's a, like halfway in her house and the firefighters had to come and like <laughs> what is happening <laughs> that's so. so scary but so very cool wild at the same time those are perks of living yeah. in alaska perks of yeah living in absolutely i mean there was glacier runoff and oh, yeah. that's what you would call the the river it's like muddy water <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and you would go during summer, you know, quote unquote summer in Alaska, where it reaches a high of maybe 68 degrees. <laughs> and you go to the river, which is literally muddy water from the glacier runoff. And that's wow. what you do. And I'm like, that's such a strange life. But yeah, it exists. It's a it's a real thing for people. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I we did an Alaskan cruise right after my dad retired. Fun. And it was in July, you know, 
the best time to cruise in Alaska. Yes. Um, and it was so much fun and it was so gorgeous. And we all got off and we were like, we are just going to live here. Like we would love yeah. to live in Alaska. Um, but yeah, no. Like <laughs> there are so many things about it that you know we would love and the summers are great, but the winters are brutal. Brutal. I mean, it's yes. opposite down south where the summers are brutal and the winters yes, are great. Are, yeah, a little less brutal. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say great might be a stretch, but someone less brutal. <laughs> one of our buddies was moving to Nebraska this summer and I was like, oh, I heard the weather's really nice there. And they were like, no, what? And I was like, <laughs> don't they get snow? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, okay, so I'm understanding the difference in great yep. is our perception of it. Um, <laughs> we have different standards for what great weather looks like. Yeah, for real. Just, you know, been in Alabama for four plus years and it's like, I don't like it here. And we're like, no, there's other places. Yeah. And well, I mean, you've seen Alaska snow and so Nebraska snow cannot be quite as bad. You know, that's so, kind of, yeah, that's kind of what's great too, is that your threshold for things changes um, yeah. and grows as you move each, you know, two or three years. So now when I think of snow in, you know, north Northeast or even, I don't know, Idaho or whatever, I'm like, that's perfect. That is the yeah. perfect amount of snow. Alaska, that's extreme. That's too much. <laughs> that <is laughs> it went overboard. Way too much. Yeah. Well, and now you have had the extreme heat of mm -hmm. being in the South. And I'm sure New Mexico was pretty much the same. New Mexico's awful. Yeah. <laughs> goes horrible. <laughs> it's hot and it's dry and it's the desert. And I thought the large tumbleweeds that roll across the road was literally a Looney Tune cartoon kind of thing. <laughs> it's real. It is very yep. real. And I was, I remember laughing and like freaking out the first time I saw it happen. And then they'll run across the road and your car will run over them. And you'll be like, I, my car might've just lost a piece. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what just happened. Oh my gosh. I, I mean, I would prefer the dry heat over humid any day. But yeah. there is an extent of the dry heats that I will take. If yeah. it gets to about a hundred, I'm I'm done. I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> there's def there's places in Arizona that I'm like, okay, I could I could do with this. But New Mexico takes it to another level. It's super windy, it's super dry, it's super hot, and you're just like <laughs> your lips are never dry. Yeah. Your, your lips are never your lips are always dry. They're always chapped. Um, your skin's always dried out. If you have like naturally curly hair, it's just flat and dried out all the time. <laughs> like nothing lives out here. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Trees. It's just dirt. I mean, you fly <laughs> in and this is the funniest part when you fly into, um, say Albuquerque, New Mexico, it looks like you're landing on Mars Oh my because gosh. it's just red and orange dirt everywhere and there's nothing there's no hills. wow there's no there's some mountains they do have some mountains and you do get snow in the winter um but it, it's very dry powdery snow right and there's just no there's no trees there's not a whole lot of anything you can see the base obviously <laughs> you know <laughs> with the fencing around it um but yeah it looks like you're landing on another planet and it's wow it's like wow this is 
It's America. crazy that you're saying that because, you know, I grew up with High School Musical, which was based oh my in gosh. I Albuquerque. Know. Yeah. Which I came to find out when we moved there. I was never a huge High School Musical person. Yeah. Um, I think I'd seen him, but I wasn't like obsessed with Zac Efron or High School Musical in general. Yeah. I was never really a movie freak. But then once I found out it was there, everyone was like, you have to go see it. And I never went and saw it. And I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> like I'm that would have been my bucket list yeah, yeah I was a huge high school musical fan I was in kindergarten when it came out oh my gosh. huge high school musical fan um and yeah it's on my bucket list to actually go there but it's well, crazy see it for me I don't plan on ever going back so <laughs> I don't blame you I do not blame you it's a one and done. <laughs> mm-hmm. We served our time there. We're done. <laughs> yes. Moving on to something bigger and mm-hmm. better, except mm-hmm. now you're in the hot, humid South, but yes, hopefully. but I knew what to expect coming here. And I knew because I went to college in Southern Alabama. Yeah. So it was like an hour away from Pensacola, Florida. So I knew what to expect coming here. I wasn't necessarily looking forward to it, but it didn't, it wasn't culture. Um, culture shock yeah it wasn't that um and then I also just knew the culture overall not even talking about the weather and the humidity was going to be very refreshing and very necessary for me in this state and season as a young mom I knew I would appreciate it more now than I did when I was in college because when I was in college I was like there's nothing for me here nothing's happening here I don't have options (laughs) now that I'm a young mom I'm like it's safe here. I know the people, the neighborhood's safe. Everyone's really friendly. Like my, my priorities have totally shifted. And so I have a new appreciation for the South. That's for sure. Um, but I still think there should be snow every Christmas and you can't bet on that happening here. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. A white Christmas is always so special and it's the best. I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, the last thing I always like to wrap it up with, but what okay. advice would you give? And I mean, you are a military child and a military spouse. So um, normally I say specific, but what advice would you give to another military family member? If you have one for each, then okay. that's up to you, however you want to um, go. Oh, man, for a military kid. Know that all of the moves that you go through and all of the things that you go through are going to make one they're going to make your my girlfriend and I call it your suck scale (laughs) your ability to handle hard things so much greater than your peers because of everything that you've gone through um and that's not something that you can like learn without experience and so just know that know that even if it's hard and it sucks and everything it will benefit you in your I mean continuously for the rest of your life and then for a military wife, um, I guess the thing I'm coming to learn right now, because I've only been a military wife for four years, um, is you are you are the one that is in charge of the climate of the home. And you are the one that is in charge of, like you established that, you set that. And everything else in your life is constantly changing. Everything else in your kids' lives is constantly changing. Be the Be the constant be the stable, be the peace, like whatever it takes to make that a priority and whatever it takes for your husband to be able to come home and just like, this is home. 
like make that a priority and establish that because there's, you can't control anything else. Everything else is out the window. (laughs) It's to find the steady and the unsteady. Uh Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. Cause you cannot, you can't predict anything of what's going to happen. You have to be able to, to roll with the punches as it goes and try to make the best of it. Yeah. You have to have a healthy level of detachment for sure. Yeah. So whether you like it or not, you will be <laughs> familiar with detachment years into <laughs> being a military wife. Yeah. And I mean, you have a little bit of the experience to bring in as a child, but it's such a different life as True. a spouse. It is very different. I think I went in a little cocky, um, to be <laughs> honest. I was like, I know this. I'm going to be so good at this. And then I was like, oh, as a kid, there's a lot you don't recognize or realize is happening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh my yeah. gosh. That's it's such a different lifestyle, but it's such a similar lifestyle at the same time. Yeah. You know what to expect to an extent. There's just a lot more responsibility now. Which yeah, that's makes the key. sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Megan, for being on the podcast. It was so much fun having you. Of course. It was fun getting to chat. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for listening to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a like, follow, and comment. Also, be sure to check out Instagram and Facebook at Grace of a Military Child and Life for more awesome content. For information on the podcast, Military Child Bigs and Littles, GoAMCL blog, or other resources, visit www.goamcl.org. You can also email me at Gracie. That's G-R-A-C-I-E at G-O-A-M-C-L dot org with any questions or comments. To be a guest on the podcast, you can schedule it at www.goamcl.org forward slash schedule a podcast, all one word, or contact me via social media or email. Stay tuned for the next episode where another incredible story is shared.